In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attention of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locastudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locastudy.com and download your free copy today. Hey listeners, what's up? Jeff Zimfer. Welcome to this episode of the Mortgage Market Radio Podcast. Hey, question for you. Do you ever struggle with how to identify the right realtors to work with? Do you ever wonder, should you be working with the onesie twosie agents or not? Well, my special guest today is going to answer that question for you. And he knows what he's talking about because he closed 575 units last year. So stay tuned because we get started in just one moment. Yeah, so today we're talking all realtors, and I'm really excited to bring my special guest on in just a moment. But before we do, seeing as we are talking about realtors, look, I know realtors can be a challenge to get attention, right? To get them to respond, to get them to send you referrals. It's a bit of a numbers game. Let's face it, you want to succeed with real estate agents, but you face all the challenges that every other loan officer faces in that they're tough to get attention and response and they're quote, not loyal and whatever else you wanna say about those real estate agents, but they're worth it because 89% of people still buy a house and use a realtor and folks, the purchase business is where it's at but you struggle to get the realtor attention. You struggle to add value, to build referrals and relationships and you need a solution. Therefore, I wanted to take a moment and tell you about the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership. In there, we have a platform called My Agent Classes. It is a turnkey, plug and play, done for you, educational platform that allows you to attract agents at scale. What I mean by that is get more agent referrals in less time with no chasing, no cold calling, no begging, no pay to play, none of that. Imagine a completely turnkey library of high value, easy to deliver in-person or virtual classes that you deliver and that we equip you with everything for that. A video, train the trainer of me showing you how to actually do the class. We give you the PowerPoint, the speaker notes, the transcript. We give you any handouts. We give you the social media images to, prom to promote. We even give you the emails and the text messages and use our marketing automation platform with landing pages branded for you with every single class so that you can build your own real estate agent database, increase your attendance, your conversions and conversations, and build your realtor referral business. Want to learn more? Go check out a brief video I put up. It's over at mortgagemarketing.pro. See if it's for you. Either way, I'm glad you're tuning into this episode. So my special guest for this week is Derek Polder. Derek is out of the Phoenix, Arizona area. And Derek is just, what can I say? A stud, right? Um, Derek in 2021 closed 575 units. And what I 
love about part of the conversation with Derek is that we uh, break down his realtor strategy and identifying, you know, the big question is, hey, who do you work with as realtors? Should I chase the onesies, twosies or not? Well, Derek has the answer to that question and a whole lot more. And Derek is a big believer in education and classes. As a matter of fact, it's one of the primary ways he's built such a strong brand for himself and has built such strong relationships uh, and a flow of business um, from real estate agents. So he's already ranked in the top five loan officers in Arizona, top 1% nationwide. And I am thrilled to be bringing you our special conversation today with Derek Polder. So without further ado, you know what's next. Let's get into this week's show. Derek, welcome to the show. Jeff, thanks for having me here. Thanks for being here, man. I know you're super busy. And um, let's get right down to it. Um, for the listeners, tell me just a backgrounder. How long you've been in the biz? Um, and kind of a look back to 2021, what was the units and volume? Got in the business at the right time of 2006 and uh, got to ride that crazy wave of the implosion mm -hmm. and been doing, didn't get out, stayed in the business, uh, worked the way through it. And so now it's going on with 16 years. And last year we did 575 units for 154 million. Wow. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Seriously. That's what they call a baller, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what they call it? Yeah, man, for sure. That's top, top 1%, top 100. You know that. All right. Yeah. So, and next, when people hear that, uh, they're naturally curious what your team structure looks like and like, where are you involved? Are you taking apps? Where do you interface with clients? And just if you could walk us through that flow process. Yeah. What the team looks like. So, uh, I have, LOAs or loan officer assistants or loan partners, as you might call it. And I have four, what we would call front end. And those are guys that help take the apps, take the 1003, pool credit, you know, do all that, the pre-qualification portion. Um, I participate in that as well. So I'd be your fifth guy. Uh, if, you know, the team is very well trained, if there is a slam dunk scenario, they can take it, they can run with it. Um, and if there is a problem or question or whatnot, that of course it hits my desk for an escalation review. And then when uh, files are in contract, that's where I also keep my finger on the pulse. So those deals, I'm in the trenches involved with every one of those 575 deals at some uh, scope. Uh, there's no way, in my opinion, that originator can originate that much business and, and do the 1003, the credit pool and all that. But the way that I keep my uh, my fingerprint on it and, you know, quality control is every Monday I do a pipeline meeting and we talk about every loan and, and, uh, I get, I go off and my Mondays are pretty much dedicated to the outbound phone calls involved with buyers that have questions or issues or listing agents or buyers agents. And so my, my Mondays are dedicated to that pipeline management and quality control. Wow. Uh, that's a lot. And so your front end guys, those, those four people, I think you said it was, mm -hmm. five, uh, they're licensed. Yep. License on the front end. Uh, and so again, they can do everything from pool credit to talk rates and whatnot. Um, and, and again, I'm, there's four and then plus me. So we can, what, what we do is we go by a schedule for inbound leads. The idea is you want to avoid leads going to voicemail, get to leads immediately and try not to allow it to pass more than an hour before we make contact. Mm -hmm. And so in order to keep that service level, we have to, uh, you know, organize our shifts uh, appropriately where if in the last hour I took two leads, I can't stay on deck and do a good job taking two more leads because I have to get those people 
documents reviewed and all that. So I might be on schedule for an hour, the next team member, so forth and so on. Okay. Um, and you mentioned incoming leads. So what is your primary source of business? Real estate agents. I love real estate agents. Uh, they are the, the ripe tree to pick from. Um, and there's a wide range of the realtor that you work with. Um, I love to work with my ideal realtor is a big producing team that is understands the uh, dynamic of a reciprocal relationship. You know, yes, we're a lender and yes, you know, we're a rate and get clients have to have a good rate, good fee, but they also appreciate that uh, a mortgage pro is truly a pro and they're in that relationship with us because they trust us as a business partner and, and um, don't just commoditize us. We know they, they expect us to be competitive, but they still appreciate, hey, you got to work with Derek. His team is great. They refer us the right way uh, versus, you know, call Derek and five other people and let's have those guys fight it out for your business. Um, my second favorite realtor is somebody who is um, a lone wolf, but is in the business full time. Uh, that might look like somebody who's in their first year getting started and is very hungry and we can teach them the way to do business the right way. Or it would be somebody who's been doing it forever, but they're happy doing uh, you know, two to four transactions a month. And uh, they, they really hold their hands of their clients. They're not the person who's doing real estate part-time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay. So there's a couple of things I heard in there. First of all, your favorite being that the team and what I'm hearing overall is that what it sounds like is you recognize uh, I mean, look, whenever you bring up lo- realtors with loan officers, there's a bunch of often baggage that comes with that, right? There's some, mm-hmm. some beliefs, some preconceived notions like, you know, realtors are blank, fill in the blank. And then you can hear mm-hmm. a lot of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But what I love about what I just heard from you is that you're, you, you, you're like, hello, you can be selective. You can actually choose who you work with, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you seem pretty intentional about that. Well, yeah. So I'll give you this analogy. I believe that I, I said, we were talking before, you know, I, I'm in the core as well. And so I have a, a really interesting view on the mortgage, not just mortgage, but real estate industry. I've been uh, in the industry for 16 years. I've been professionally coached for, I think 12 of those 16. And, and of those 12 years, I've been a coach now for the last five or six. So I get to see the mortgage business at that 10,000 square foot view or 10,000 foot view uh, from my business, from the different students I coach and the conferences I go to twice a year. And uh, what I've learned in terms of being selective is, you know, you should define your accounts. And so for me, an A account is, um, or a channel account would be any realtor that I can give me 12 or more deals a year, basically a deal a month. And I target those by agents that have 20 or more buy sides. I know I'm, I'm, there's no way I'm going to get hundred percent of the business, but if they do 20 or more buy sides, there's an opportunity that I can capture 12 or more. Right. Uh, an account for me, which would be an A relationship is four or more deals, which means I can do a deal a quarter with them. Um, and I can tell you that in 2021, I had um, uh, almost 30 accounts. So, you know, that would be a, you know, four or more transactions of which I believe eight of those were channel accounts. That's 12 or more. And what's really interesting though, is I had over 170 closings that came from onesie twosies. Right. So yes, you can pick who you're, who you're going to do business with, but I think you also, if you're going to work with realtors, you also have to know that um, there's a lot of realtors out there that aren't going to do, you know, $50 million a year. 
and they don't want to, you know, they just want to do a deal or two and, and you do a good job uh, taking care of them. So I like to spend a lot of my energy going after the potential for big accounts, but my business is also set up where I cast a wide net so I can capture a lot of those that are only going to do a few deals a year and might only do one or two with me. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, first question then is how do you manage those, those, those hundred and whatever other realtors who send you the onesie twosies, right? How do you stay top of mind? You know, the whole agents aren't loyal thing. That's the other thing. So yeah. how do you keep them coming back to you? You know, let's, let's drill down on what you just said. Cause I think it's such a <laughs> limited belief that shoots a lot of loan officers in the foot or that where they shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah. Um, it's funny that I could say, this is my realtor and I have yet, I have 170 plus of them, but then I get uh, all bent out of shape if I found out that they have more than one lender. So the way that I look at it is, you know what, you could view it as uh there's only so much business or there's an abundance of business. And what I realized is in order to hit my goals and live a good life and, you know, take care of my family, I don't, you know, you could do that with just a few loans. We like to do, you know, more than a few loans a month, but even with that number, like if, if I want to do 50 loans a month, that's still such a small percentage of the overall available market share for me. And so I just need to do a good job, have people that know my name, and, uh, and get a percentage of their business. I don't, I don't own them. So a lot of things I try to teach loan officers when I'm talking to them is like, for, you're not married to them. Forget you're married. Um, go dating with them. Date the agents because then you got to put your best foot forward. You got to recognize that they're on a date with another lender the day after they met with you. And that's just going to make you be on your A game and you're going to have to follow up and uh, keep that relationship, keep that spark going. Um, so I don't expect an agent to be loyal. If I, if they're, if they are loyal, that's great. That's just a cherry on top. I would love every agent I work with to be hundred percent loyal to me because it would just make my job a lot easier, but I just, I don't expect that to be the case. Uh, going back to your original question of how do I manage all of this? Yeah. Uh, I'll give you an analogy I like to use is uh, let's forget that we're in the mortgage business and let's just say that we're in the fishing business. Okay. So I'm every day I go out on my boat, I'm going to sail the seas and I have to catch a lot of fish. So I'm armed with three tools. I have a harpoon gun. I have a, a nice uh, fishing line, you know, the, the strength for the open seas. And then I have a big net. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to spend my energy sailing the seas, looking for big fish, you know, I'm going to hunt whales. And when I find a whale, I'm going to use that harpoon gun. That's going to take more time and energy and attention because I'm going to direct my boat there. I'm going to have to aim for it, shoot it, reel it in. Um, maybe I don't come across a whale, but I come across a school of uh, bigger fish, you know, tuna, whatnot. I'm going to bring out my line for that. That's still going to take more energy, not as much as uh, reeling in the whale. But as I'm navigating the seas, looking for the big fish and the whales, I'm just carrying a net behind me. And what I want is to grow the biggest net that I can get. So all the little schools of fish get caught in there. And that's how I got 170 plus. I mean, if you look at my, my 2021 and my 2020 business, it's, it's so close. I think I did 170 in 2020, the onesie twosie agents and 172 uh, or 171 uh, onesie z agents in 21. So that's my big net carrying behind me, which is done via email marketing. It's done by doing things such as this. It's done by social media, uh, you know, building a brand and 
sailing my ship and you know, a realtor here and there gets caught and it's like, Oh, call Derek for this. Or I know I heard about this guy. And so I get a lot of those guys, but my energy Monday through Friday is spent strategically focused on going after the bigger teams or the bigger agents that could give me, you know, four deals a year or 12 deals a year. Again, my accounts or my channel accounts. So you're saying that by, you know, whale hunting, essentially that the bigger fish are just going to come along, you know, the, the bigger than the, the less bigger, the smaller, right? Because you're using that net while you're whale hunting, that they're just going to come along during the process and you'll scoop those up. Yeah. So, so that's an analogy, right? So let me give you an example. So if I'm going to go after lunches or dinners or the, the, the phone calls, the energy, that was the analogy of, you know, shooting the harpoon and reeling it in. Uh, I'm going to spend that energy on the agents that I know are doing more business that therefore I can capture more in. But what is the analogy of my fishing net? Well, that is, you know, making sure that every single week I'm sending out market-based emails. I'm targeting all the agents. I, I want to grow my net mailing list. So every month, if I'm doing 30 or 40 or 50 closings, there's going to be listing agents on the other side at the end of the month. Yeah, I'm going to have the people that say, please unsubscribe or remove me. But, you know, hopefully I had three unsubscribes and six, you know, new names that were added. So the mailing list just continues to grow every month. And uh, by me consistently marketing, uh, that doesn't take a lot of energy, right? That's, it takes a plan. It takes energy weekly and monthly to have a plan and to do that building out of the net. But when I do the activities like the marketing or teaching a class or, t- or touching a pain point like low inventory and multiple offers, uh, that's the analogy of the bigger net where the onesie twosies get caught in. Mm, I love that. Love that. So as you had mentioned in that wonderful explanation, by the way, thank you for that. I think that makes a lot of sense to people listening. And that hopefully also deals with the question or issue about, you know, do do you go after the onesie two agents? And and it's perhaps less so do you go after them versus attract them? Yeah. Well, and it kind of go back to the analogy I'm giving you is that, you know, somebody who's doing one or two deals this year could be your hundred deals five years from now. And I've had a couple of stories like that. So I am not a fan of subscribing to qualify them first and, you know, screen them out. And, you know, if I, obviously I do know who the whales are and that's where I'm spending my energy, inviting them to a lunch or inviting them out to a basketball game to, you know, to get to know them better. I'm going to spend my energy there. But if I had somebody that is brand new in the business and wants to meet and talk shop, I will absolutely meet with them and invest that time in them because uh, I believe in that how to win friends and influence people model of help them get to where they want. And you're going to have more people helping you get to where you want to go. Um, but going back to your point is if I am spending the energy of, you know, building out a plan that attracts people or building out a plan that just kind of scoops them up as I'm going, I give you a great example. I, I'm teaching a class right now of how to do three deals a month in 60 days. And that is a series. It's a boot camp series where, uh, I market it out and I market it to, you know, any agent can join it, but I also strategically target newer agents because I know they're going to want to figure out how to get to three deals a month. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, maybe they weren't attracted to it, uh, but I'm sailing my boat and they got caught in my marketing. You know, they, I might do my, my part of my sailing of my boat is to make sure I'm marketing every single week. And what am I marketing? And so it just so happens right now that I'm marketing this boot camp and, you know, we'll have anywhere from 30 to 40 uh, realtors that show up to that class. And we teach them how to be better at their, at their business. Yeah. That's a multi-part series. How many sessions in that? 
I do that for seven weeks. Seven weeks, once a week for seven weeks. Mm-hmm. I do it every quarter. Oh, okay. Every quarter, then you take a break and come back next quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm looking at it on Facebook right here where you're promoting it. Because um, yeah. I, I do a lot of classes, just did one this morning. Uh, yeah. So, and it it works. That's why you do it. I see somebody like you doing it. It's because it works. Mm-hmm. Um, but it makes me, so let me ask you a couple questions about this. You're delivering it over Zoom, right? Mm-hmm. Um, did you used to do classes in person before COVID? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we had to, we had to move, you know, who moved our, our cheese. We had to shift yeah. with the, what's the plan for the, like, are you going to go back to in person or hybrid or what do you think? Probably hybrid. I, I've actually been surprised at how well attended the zoom has been. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, 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 yeah, it's comfortable. People want both. Nothing replaces the human face. Yeah. But obviously the part of the outcome from the classes is you're going to get in-person conversations. Yeah. And I already have uh, that. So I'm only, I've, I think I've done three of these classes now and I've already had two really good meetings come from it. Wow. Uh, okay. So let me just a couple other things here. So you're promoting this on social. You have a database of real estate agents. Obviously, you're emailing them, capturing the reservations on Eventbrite. And is it you teaching the entire series? Mm-hmm. And I have a, a marketing assistant. And so uh, <laughs> her name is Anna. She's great. She calls herself the camp counselor since we're going with the boot camp. Uh-huh. And so she sits on there and... Uh, engages and interacts or brings things up or sometimes I'll ask her a question or two just so I'm not talking at a camera for an hour. Right. Um and because she's been running marketing with me. Her and I've worked together for 10 years. So she wow. we have a great relationship. And this particular class is not CE? Nope. But I do own a CE school and I do teach CE classes too. Own a CE school. Well that helps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I saw that, you know, in the beginning of my career when I was, you know, begging realtors to take a coffee or a lunch with me. Uh, you know, you'd get a good meeting and I felt, gosh, when I, when I can sit down with somebody, I can connect pretty well and, you know, you, you don't win them all, but you have a pretty good success rate once we sit down. And I said, yeah, but gosh, just getting them to sit down is so hard. You know, you get hung up on, you get canceled on. And, uh, so I thought, gosh, how could I get in front of more people? And I said, Hey, they need CE. So, um, you know, and that, man, to do, open a CE school, is that difficult? Yeah, it's <laughs> It's a lot. It's a lot of check boxes and going through renewal. I mean, to to get it where I think it's viable took a lot of time. I mean, I had to not only do you have to do your your LO license renewal stuff, but I remember a period there where I was working my 10 hour days in the office, then right afterwards sitting in a CE class for three hours at night. And I did that for months, you know, just, you know, you know breaks in between, but because you have to get all the you have to have enough fair housing credits to be able to teach fair housing and you know so forth and so on. So you'd have to target the CE classes that you had to take in order to be qualified to be the teacher. Yeah. Uh, and then on top of that, you have not only do you have to have enough credit hours in that particular subject, but then you have to go do all the instructor courses for the state. And then you have to submit your license or submit oh, your application yeah. and renew it. So it's a lot, but you know, going back to the net, it's great when the association says, Hey, can you come on and teach? And there's, you know, 150 realtors sitting in a room that I didn't even have to set up, you know? So uh, things like that pay for itself. And then also, as you know, you can just get a class approved by CE in your local state. That's another approach. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's funny, all the, all, of all the classes I've ever taught, I don't think, and we're talking back since 2003, I don't think I've ever taught a CE class, right? Is that right? Yeah. And, and I know... It, like a lot of lenders ask me because I provide classes for lenders and they're like, Hey, are your, your classes CE approved? I'm like, no, they're mm-hmm. not. And they don't need to be, by the way, if you want to succeed with classes. 
Yeah, I would tell you I teach far more non-CE classes than CE because CE is very rigid, right? Yes. A lot of times you got to do three hours, you know, minimum to uh, make them worthwhile and you can't sell, you know, you have to be very non-biased. Yep. So, yeah. So, you know, and then, and on top of that, the busier that you get, the more that you might have somebody just waiting for you to trip up. I've literally had competitors in the class just waiting, you know, so C is good, but it, really what it is, is that branding thing. And then, like you said earlier, it's the attraction piece. If you do a good job, you know, your craft and 50 people in a room, you know, there might be three people afterwards that call you and say, Hey, I, I really want to get to know you more and do business with you. Uh, but you do just a regular class, like what you're talking about. It's great because you can sell and you can add on and you can pitch. Yep. Yep. You can yeah. do all these things. All right. Yeah. So let's give it a little bit. Um, let's talk about in terms of, so that's how you get in front of these agents that scale and manage them. You've got these, your branding and you, you've got these top of funnel activities. Classes is one of them. Mm -hmm. um, and of course I've already picked up on that. You're building your agent database. Very smart to mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. Marketing to them. Um, Tell me about uh, social. Like I see you've got some videos here about market updates and I'm just on mm -hmm. Facebook, but where do you have a main primary social platform you hang out on or? Yeah. So we have a business Facebook page. So the Polder group is, is on Facebook as well as Instagram. And I think, you know, I definitely, uh, the goal is to grow that and improve that. Uh, we made a rule a while back. We're not going to buy our following. So I think we have over 5,000 on Facebook and we have over 5,000 on uh, Instagram. I haven't checked in a while, but I, I know it's, it's north of those numbers and, uh, you know, pretty simple marketing plan, right? Post often, do a video or two a week, um, promote things that we're doing marketing wise on our social as well. Yep. Uh, but you and do reels. <laughs> what's that? Doing some reels. <laughs> yeah. You know, you always have to, they, they change up the rules and you got, you got to go with it. So reels is, I guess the newer way to go. So we're just starting to do that. Yep. We're all figuring it out, man. <laughs> yeah. And they make it where you can't just master it. You got to cons consistently evolve. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, what are other uh, primary sources of your business? We talked about real estate agents. What's next? You know, when you're uh, fortunate enough that we've been busy. So as, as the business grows, a bigger business begets more business, right? So you, you, you work with a couple hundred clients a year and then you get a database of thousands of past clients. So database would be, probably be number two. I would say it's realtors number one, database is number two. And then I'd say uh, business people is uh, number three. Oh, I'd, I'd say uh, advertising is number three and business people is number four. So if I had to say what are the four leading pillars of my business, it'd be that order. Realtors, database, marketing, and business people. All right. Let's, we'll get to ads in a second, but regarding database, curious if you're using, like, what are your must have tools? Are you using HomeBot or anything or using? HomeBot's a great tool. Definitely think you should have HomeBot. It's basically the interactive Zillow on steroids. Um, if you do use HomeBot, my question would be, what is your um, management campaign for that? You know, how do you make sure that all the CMAs that were requested were fulfilled? Do you follow up with your agents to make sure that got done? Um, so, you know, we do sweeps on HomeBot. Um, every month to make sure that the triggers it gave us was fulfilled by the team or by the partners we referred it out to. Do you, uh, have you done the partnership with realtors on HomeBot where they upload their database? Mm-hmm. Yep. Have you run into any headwinds on getting agents to actually follow through and do that? Well, that's where, where we get the CMA requests. It's, you know, what we did is add a sweep on there of, Hey, you know, we had X amount of CMAs. What's the status on that? And so it forces, you know, makes us go back to them and well, forces them to follow through. We'll clarify the CMA thing. 
So let's just pretend that, uh, you know, you and I are working together on it and I get a ping for a CMA and it happens to be on a client that you and I are connected on. Uh, we're going to ping that over to you. Hey, Jeff, Derek wants a CMA. Can you follow up? And then we're going to circle back around. Hey, Jeff, how did that CMA go? Did you know Derek have any questions or anything we can do to help versus just punting it off? And then, you know, Jeff never falls through and I'm paying for this service. That's just, yeah. you know, this client, this client did a call to action and nothing happened with it. Inspect what you expect. There you go. Yep. Uh, so yeah, HomeBot's great. Uh, and then, you know, several things I learned from the core, which is, uh, you know, doing, anniversary reviews, doing letters of the week, uh, having a top client, uh, cl top client list, doing events. We do a, a Santa event in December. We do a, thanks, a Thanksgiving pie giveaway in November. We do some type of other event like Easter, hide the Easter eggs, invite the client's kids out there to find the eggs, take photos of the Easter bunny, run out of movie theater, all just different reasons to say thank you and stay connected with our past clients. Um, other tools you can't live without as a mortgage professional. Hmm. You know, I, what I will say is uh, I'm surprised at how many people that do very, very well that they keep it very simple. I've seen a lot of people overcomplicate their ability to be successful because they have to have a CRM that's 87 steps to master. Mm -hmm. And some of the most successful people that I follow um, were using Google Sheets, uh, using Excel. And what I found is it's called work for a reason. There's no substitution for it. There's no, if it's new, it ain't true. And if it's true, it ain't new. Um, so, you know, we, I got to use my LOS, we use Encompass, but believe it or not, I've, I've run a pretty good business off of just Google sheets and, um, and printed lists that get put on my desk of call these people today. Really? Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I've, I've seen that as well. And I guess it comes down to, you know, uh, uh, operational efficiency. If, if a tool or a platform, if you're going to use it, right, uh, mm -hmm. and it does provide certain levels of efficiency or scale, whatever, then that might make sense. And it's not everything is right for everybody. Yeah. In fairness, though, I, uh, to give you some, I, mean, I definitely am a big fan of MMG Weekly or MBS Highway. Like you got to know what's going on in the market and get those alerts. That's been huge. I right. uh, definitely have to have some type of video mailing. So we, we, we do MailChimp and Bomb bomb, um, and we use them for different reasons. Obviously, bomb bombs to send videos, uh, Mailchimp's to send mass marketing, um, the social media tools we've already touched on. Yep. Uh, That's good. Yeah. I wanted to, before I get into advertising, uh, ask you this other question because you mentioned earlier something about helping, you know, like any professional, you help people solve problems, right? And uh, you alluded to helping them solve, uh, if I'm correct, the low inventory problem. But I was mm -hmm. curious as well, like, are you, how are you addressing that? How are you helping, if at all, agents with that? Are you leveraging creative financing or like, what, what do you Yeah, do? for sure. So uh, I work for Cross Country Mortgage. Uh, Ron, who's a CEO, is an amazing, bright mind. And uh, he asked me, how would you solve that? And I kind of did a wish list program and he, literally created the program for us, a bridge that we have hundred percent in house. So that bridge loan allows us to make non-contingent uh, pre-approvals and advance the equity out of their vacating residence. So that's a great tool for this market. Uh, so that's one thing that we're doing. And then the other thing is teaching agents, just little things like, again, being in the core gives me that bird's eye view. I'm talking to one of my friends in uh, North Carolina, who's a $120 million producer as a realtor. And I'm like, what are you doing to be successful? You're still putting up hundred million. 
and he give you a, just a, a short story. He said, well, Derek, we used to do um, inspection deposits. We don't have that in Arizona, so I don't know exactly what they call North Carolina. But the idea is when we boot the sellers out of their house for a day to inspect their house, we would pay them 500 or a thousand bucks, just non-refundable to kick them out of the house and walk, all, walk around the house and poke around. And he goes, now what I've trained my, my buyers to do is they need to be willing to put up 5% of the purchase price in doing that. So now people are spending twenty to $30,000 non-refundable uh, to, uh, to, to, to win these contracts. And he goes, and, and until my buyers even get into that point of mind that they're that serious, I tell them that you know, their chances of winning are 50-50. And I spend more of, my, more of my time with the buyers that are willing to take that big risk. And so I'm like, oh gosh, that's pretty crazy. I've never heard of that. And so then I bring that back to my market. And we don't have that, but I teach my referral partners, hey, this is what they're doing in a market that's more competitive than us, which means it's only coming it's a matter of time before it comes here. So, you know, we're used to earnest money. Why don't you make a portion offer more and make a portion of the earnest money non-refundable? And you could even do it sooner. So I, I've won several or helps our buyers win several bidding wars by saying, don't just keep bidding because a smart listing agent is going to say that price isn't going to stick and we're just going to waste time chasing the birds in the bush instead of the one in the hand. And so instead, let's do $10,000 of earnest money instead of 1%. And let's make $5,000 of that earnest money non-refundable by this day. If you really want to go a step further, let's make that $5,000 be released to to the seller within 72 hours of contract acceptance. And so now that seller actually has $5,000 more in their pocket, not th- three weeks from now or 45 days from now. They're five grand richer three days from now because they took your offer versus somebody else. And so, I mean, there's a lot of things like that that I have up my sleeve because the I eat, sleep, and breathe real estate. <laughs> Love it. And that's certainly a way to weed out, you know, the, the separate the weed from the chaff, as they say. Um, yeah. He's really going to be committed to playing ball in this tough market. Yeah. All right. So keeping it on the clock, uh, let's not forget to go back to advertising. What are you doing for ads? So advertising, I think number one, what you got to do is the social stuff. You share your successes on social, be on social often. It's crazy to me that it's free. It's basically a free production studio that fits in our pocket and how many people don't use it. That just blows my mind. So number one, be very active on social. Uh, number two is I want to start the week and end the week with people thinking about me or you know, top of mind. Uh, so I do email marketing that would include, uh, the standard stuff, which, you know, of course there's the hot highlights, breaking news stuff, but the standard stuff is, uh, I'm going to send out weekly rate breakdown. So this is, this is the market rate on a 30, 15 year, et cetera. And then I'm going to do a highlight, which would be the product update or something like that. So twice a week, you're going to get something from me where I'm going to teach you what's going on in the market. What's the trend of interest rates. Uh, and then I'm going to give you a, a program highlight or a market update or something like that. Uh, lastly, uh, we're really big on reviews. Um, you know, we have over 600 Google reviews. Wow. Uh, we push that a lot. Uh, so I want to make sure that our, I organically pop up on SEO because we do a good job and our clients like us and they review us. Wow. Congrats. I'm pulling up your uh, Google business profile right now. Spending a lot of time helping with agents with that as well. 602 Google reviews. That's rocking. What is yeah. that? Um, how have you been so successful in driving reviews there? Do you have a process? We'll do a good job and ask for it. So I have two Macy's credit cards because when they when they get me at the point of sale, they ask me for it. And they got me twice because they, they converted to American Express and said, we'll give you 10% off if you uh, sign up for the new one. So 
nice. a lot of times you do a good job and you ask and you get and you'll get the business and if you don't ask you're not going to get it <laughs> that's that's brilliant two macy's cards yeah <laughs> love it love it um okay but i need to go back to the question do a good mm -hmm. job and ask for it it, it sounds very simple mm -hmm. I, like but literally do you ask at you know what i mean yeah so the we, you know they have to click a link you know yeah so so up front we really drive the fact that we're a referral-based business and it's really important uh to you know all this spiel you know refer us don't keep a secret yep. um but at the end it is part of our process that when we fund we congratulate them we tell them that a survey is coming out and it would mean a lot if they surveyed us it helps us a ton um and so that is a process triggered at the time of funding and is your focus for the reviews is it google versus other places yeah, so we have internally the auto software that comes out and does a, you know, sends them a link that comes back for us internally. So we have, I mean, probably thousands of reviews in that, but I'm really driving the, hey, you're going to get that. And if you want to do both, great. Uh, if you had to pick one, really help us if you did the Google review. Uh, and you mentioned something about like uh, Google business profile, profile helps arguably with SEO and showing up in search. Have you found uh, of, of anybody contacting you because of your Google business profile? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Google, Google is definitely a good channel of where we get business from. I'm hearing more and more of that. And as you may well know, Google's doing a lot of things to better serve the local business owner mm -hmm. in a variety mm -hmm. of different ways. So that's cool, man. Good for you. Thank yeah. You. I mean, like, it's not surprising. Uh, I've interviewed a, a, quite a number of um, people that are part of the core. And one thing that's very clear about that is that you guys approach it like a business, right? And you take mm -hmm. it very seriously and you've got systems and process. Mm -hmm. And like, if that's, first of all, like if that's all you get from the core, that's well worth it. But I know there's so much more, but if anybody's listening, it's like, look, success leaves clues, right? And you've heard mm -hmm. it from Derek here and you've heard it from many others. It's about system process, clarity of value, right? Communicating, being clear on who your targets are, being out there in front of people, I mean, dude, this is like textbook for how to build a successful business. Well, yeah, that's uh, you know, early on, I um, just starting to grind and make some money and figure out how to do the business. And uh, I learned from corporate America the best way to hold yourself accountable is to have somebody else do it. So right out the gates, I maxed out a credit card, hired some coach out of Scottsdale, and he he got my business off the ground. And after a couple of years with him, uh, I felt I needed more industry specific. Uh, coaching and training. And so I asked around the core at the radar. And so my thought is, I love the core. I've been, it's, it's changed my life. I've been a part of it for a while, but any plan would work. If I'm trying to lose 10 pounds, I could commit myself to yoga or I could do yeah, uh, P90X or whatever that's called. Any product would work as long as I commit to it. And you hit the nail on the head. I think the biggest opportunity I would say to a, a loan officer or to a broker or a realtor is, yes, you're selling yourself and you're in the business of sales, but you're in business. So start running a business. And I see that we're spoiled often because the margins are so high that you can afford to be very sloppy and do two deals a month and still be okay. If you and I were running a subway franchise, you wouldn't get away with being sloppy. You know, you, everything is a process and a system because you're working off of nickels instead of thousands of dollars. And so if you really just approached your, your business, like a business, like you said, and it had systems and structure and a process for everything that you do, guess what? It stops becoming a roller coaster and it becomes predictable and repeatable. Mm, yes. And scalable. Love it. All right, man, this has been awesome. I really enjoyed it. For anybody who wants to connect with you, what's the best place? And we'll put links in the show notes, but where do you want to send them to? Go to my Instagram, go to the Polder group underscore real experts, follow us there. We got some good content that you can download right on our link tree. Uh, my contact information's there and I'm always happy to help. So pay it forward. I've had great mentors in my life that have 
changed it. So if there's anyone that's listening that I can help, I'm, I'm happy to do so. Open line. Awesome. Grateful for the time. Grateful for the lessons, man. Appreciate it very, very much. And listeners, hey, if you like this episode, you know what to do. Please leave us a review and we'll put links to uh, his uh, Instagram in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in. Derek, once again, thank you, my man. Jeff, thanks for the opportunity. Thanks for reaching out and for giving me um, your time tonight. Appreciate it. Take care. You bet. Everybody, we'll see you on the next one. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Hey, thanks for tuning into this episode of the Mortgage Marketing Radio Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Remember, if you like this episode, please leave us a review. That helps us reach more people and bring more good value and content to you, our listeners. And then don't forget, if you are a loan officer who wants more agent referrals in less time, be sure to check out the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership at mortgagemarketing.pro and learn more about our turnkey system of agent classes that puts you front and center of your local real estate agents, attracting agents instead of chasing them, and getting agent referrals like clockwork every single month, just like Carrie Cobb, who her first year in the business with closing over 75 loans, achieved 40% of those 75 loans exclusively from agent classes. And if you want to learn how she did it and how you can do it too, once again, go to mortgagemarketing.pro and I'll see you over there. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Hey guys, what's up? Real quick, uh, you've heard about the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership before. And I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business. Let's just face it. Agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our Mortgage Marketing Pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list uploaded into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call, we'll have a chat, we'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.